0: This is Bigger Pockets Daily, kicking off your Monday with a daily dose of real estate information and education. The article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on Bigger Pockets, but you can't read the blog when you're walking the dog or browsing the MLS. Okay, almost
1: time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets.
0: A boom in Boise. Get to know this market. This previously sleepy town has become a mid-sized powerhouse, striking a delicate balance between hip and conservative, progressive, yet... Landlord Friendly by Corby Goaty. There truly is no other city like Boise, Idaho. Anywhere. Many prospective investors scoff at that statement. They've been around, invested elsewhere, traveled the world. Boise is just another mid sized city on the cusp of the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) There are dozens of cities like it. Aren't there? Boise started as a short stop on the Oregon Trail, combined with a bit of a gold rush bust. Its nickname is the City of Trees, which must have been more than obvious to the travelers coming over the Owyhee Mountains, seeing the dense trees lining the Boise River at the bottom of the valley after they had been surrounded by desert and sagebrush for countless days prior. Our local ski resort, a mere 16 miles from downtown, is called Bogus Basin, A tribute to the miners who struck out in their attempt to find riches in them there hills. Nearly a century and a half later, Boise has somehow found a way to strike that delicate balance between hip and conservative, progressive yet landlord-friendly. There are great restaurants, art galleries, concerts, bars, and festivals here. But they all take place a stone's throw from true outdoor solitude and bliss. Many a publication has said that Boise is one of the best biking cities in the country. Avid mountain bikers who work in the downtown core can leave their offices, get in a 50-minute bike ride, and be back at their desks for their 1 p.m. Zoom call. You can whitewater raft in less than a 20-minute drive. But if that's not your thing, you can throw a tube in the Boise River right in the middle of downtown and float your cares away. No one has ever accidentally ended up in Boise. Boise's little airport doesn't have a single international flight. Heck, there's only one freeway going through town. You have to try to come here. I grew up in Boise back when it was still a sleepy community of mostly farmers and businesses that supported the farming industry. The population back then was around 80,000 people. Today, the city is closer to 250,000, and the metropolitan area is approaching 800,000. That kind of growth will change a city. It used to be if you needed some pants, you could either buy them at Sears or Sears. If you wanted a meal, there were more choices, either McDonald's or Kentucky Fried Chicken. These days, we have everything that bigger cities in the West have, an endless number of mom-and-pop boutiques, hipster whiskey bars, vegan restaurants, whatever you want. The quality of life and choices here have improved vastly. The icing on the cake is that this is still one of the safest cities in the country. I have three young boys and there is nowhere in this valley that I would not take them after dark. Safe cities bring stable families and employment, which in turn makes it ridiculously easy to find high quality tenants who stay for a long time. (laughs) The proof is in the pudding. The vacancy rate in this market has been hovering around 1% for a couple of years now. I started investing in Boise back in 2001. There was no bigger pockets. The tech I used to get the ball rolling was Carlton Sheets VHS tapes I checked out from the library. My first purchase was a single-family residence, SFR, that I bird, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat, before there was a name for it. Make no mistake, I knew nothing about equity or leverage or how to install tile, for that matter. I just knew that I didn't want to be a slave to the corporate world for my entire life and that real estate might be a way to do that. I still own that first house today. As a matter of fact, I refinanced it last year for the fifth or sixth time and used the equity to pay off two other more recent investment properties. That one house has brought me property after property. The funny thing is, that property wasn't some... Great deal by conventional standards. As a matter of fact, with all of the chatter on the bigger pockets forums about 1% deals and the 50% rule, I should believe that every property I've purchased has been a terrible deal. Yet here I am, still plugging away, running my own real estate investment business. The truth is, if you want true financial freedom, buy an asset that pays for itself in a desirable area. Then, all you have to do is wait. That's it. I don't care where you invest. Real estate is a marathon, and if you train for a sprint, you'll run out of juice long before the race is over. Don't pass out on mile six. Pace yourself and join us at the finish line. That's where the financial freedom, and the really good snacks and beer, is. State of the Market Being a relatively young city, Boise's infrastructure wasn't built to be a big metropolis. Developers are trying to catch up, but there are very few large residential developments in the Boise area. As of the recording of this podcast, there are four fourplexes and one apartment complex available on the MLS. Not much inventory for a valley of 750,000 people. Because of this, the majority of the rental inventory here is single-family homes. This market is almost all B properties across the board. There are a few pockets of A and C areas, but they are few and far between. Lots of solid, middle-class folks here looking for a clean rental. The beauty of investing in a rapidly growing area is that you don't have to get all that creative. Our market saw a 45% increase in the median sales price for an SFR between May 2020 and May 2021, That means that you could burr a property without doing any rehab in less than a year, all the while your tenants pay your mortgage. If you bought a property in May 2020 for $300,000, you would have nearly $150,000 in passive equity to leverage and reinvest. Not an easy thing to do in Indianapolis. The Investor's View Idaho is a very politically and fiscally conservative state. Our legislature wants individuals to have full control of their property and finances. As a matter of fact, a few years back it became state law that an HOA does not have the legal right to keep homeowners from renting out their properties. There are no rent controls in Idaho. Property management is completely unregulated, which means you do not need a license or certification of any kind to operate as a property manager anywhere in the state. Although evictions here are relatively rare, the law often sides with the business owner. Being a landlord-friendly market, there are no rules regarding short-term rentals in the Boise metro area. You can do what you want with your property. That being said, the city is working diligently on creating more thoughtfully dense housing. Two years ago, they opened up zoning on accessory dwelling units, ADUs. Any lot of any size, gets a rubber-stamped approval for an ADU up to 700 square feet as long as the main residence is owner-occupied at the time the permit is issued. We have several clients who are house-hacking a main house and building an ADU while they are there, cycling through one per year and leaving a trail of rental homes with ADUs behind them. Aggressive appreciation and population growth can bring challenges for investors, too, It's tough to get a property under contract when there are 30 offers. Many newer investors mistakenly assume that you can only win in those types of situations with cash. More often than not, that is simply not true. Real estate is a relationship business. Clear, honest communication and creative terms can win deals over cash. Happens all the time. Of course, there is a time and place for an aggressive offer, It's become commonplace for investors to increase their down payment if a property doesn't appraise. We've had success in limiting inspection contingencies without eliminating them. Stating that you will only address major items with a value over a specific dollar amount can help your offer stand out in the crowd. While still protecting your right as the buyer to back out if you aren't happy with the results of your due diligence. We've also done many deals lately that offer delayed possession to the sellers, allowing them an extra two weeks or so after close to move out and clean up. While a higher offer can be appealing, relieving stress for a seller can go a long way. Regardless of where you fall on the investment spectrum, when the rubber hits the road, you want your money invested in a market that doesn't stack the deck against the landlord. And, well, states don't get much more landlord-friendly than Idaho. (laughs) Looking forward, it would be crazy to assume that any market could withstand annual appreciation at the rates that we've seen in the last 18 months or so, and investors should develop their pro formas accordingly. The average SFR price has tripled in Boise since 2011, a direct result of our population increasing and people moving here in droves. The average annual appreciation rate works out to around 30%. Still an amazing return on investment. We typically encourage our clients to use something around 10% annual appreciation on their proformas. Definitely conservative compared to what we have seen. But if a deal works at 10% appreciation, it really works at 30%. In addition, there is no sign of our supply problem leveling out in Boise anytime soon. That means property values should continue to increase and vacancy rates will remain low. Making your investment very passive. Investors often talk about either wanting aggressive appreciation or high cash-flowing deals. The beauty of a market like Boise is that you get both. You simply have to wait a bit. On average, Boise had the highest rent increases in the nation in 2020. You don't have to be a statistician to see that 40% appreciation and 12% rent increases – aren't going to result in a never-ending stream of 1% deals. However, once you are locked in at your mortgage price, rents will continue to climb as the property increases in value. You'll get excellent cash flow, just not on day one. While you are waiting for the cash flow to take off, you'll have a nice property in a B-plus area with high-quality tenants who stick around for years. Before you know it, you'll retroactively have a killer, high-performing asset on your hands. The Boise real estate market is strong and has been for a long time. We've been spoiled so much over the past couple of years that investors are starting to complain that they are only getting 20% appreciation and 10% rent increases. (laughs) If only we could go back to 2008 for a quick reality check to remind ourselves how fortunate we are. The thing so many novice investors don't consider is this. When you are investing in a growing market with 1% vacancy, high-quality tenants will be knocking at your door constantly. We routinely turn over units in less than a week with new, high-quality tenants with 700-plus credit scores, clean backgrounds, great references, and three times the rent for monthly income. In 20 years, I've only had one eviction. And that was my very first tenant we placed nearly two decades ago. The lack of evictions is very closely related to the high-quality tenant pool in the Boise market. Within our management portfolio, approximately 3% of tenants pay rent after the third of the month, and 100% pay by the fifth. It doesn't get much more passive than that. Regardless of what happens with interest rates or the stock market, That doesn't change the fact that thousands of people are moving to the Boise metro area every month. There simply isn't enough housing, and builders can't keep up with demand. The national supply chain problems with building supplies have only exacerbated this issue. There is no end in sight to real estate being in high demand in Boise. If you want to dig a little bit deeper into the numbers of the Boise housing market, including home values, median home values, median apartment unit values, appreciation, population, demographics, median rent, and more, check this article out at biggerpockets.com. Just copy and paste the title of the podcast right into the search bar, and you'll find it. Congratulations! You just got smarter and one step closer to reaching your real estate investing goals. You know what else will make you smarter? Setting up keyword alerts in your BiggerPockets profile. Go to Account Settings, Alerts, and set up alerts for the market or strategy you're interested in. For example, Turnkey or Kansas City. You're guaranteed to connect with like-minded investors who share similar goals. Want to hear more BiggerPockets daily? Check out some older episodes you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.